RPG Academy presents... fifth edition actual play. Starring Michael as Arami Mott, Scott as Dane Seaborn, and Matthew as Cassandra Ziegengeist. Featuring Caleb, your Game Master. This actual play is supported by BattleBards.com. And as Dane is finishing his story, the three of you are at your regular table in the Sphinx. It is the same night as it was before. The party is starting to wind down a little bit, but it is still a uh, happening evening there in the tavern when suddenly the door slams open. It is raining outside, uh, thunder is cracking, and there is a dramatic bolt of lightning. The flash illuminates a soul figure standing there. This is Priestess Verilux. Everyone recognizes her immediately. The tavern becomes dead quiet almost instantly as everyone sees her. She stands there for a moment. She is clearly out of breath. She is soaking wet from the storm. She takes one step into the Sphinx, looks around, and says, The children are missing. So Army would stand up so quickly that my chair would actually get knocked backwards as I bolt upright. I would uh, rush over to the priestess and say, let me help you. And I'll put my arm under her like supportively and I'll lead her back over to our table. Uh, Verilux takes a seat. She is very visibly exhausted. And again, soaking wet from being out in the pouring rain. A, A puddle is just forming around her as water streams from her cloak and, um, and armor. Is there anyone that's been in inside the Sphinx long enough that they're pretty much dry at this point? Oh, absolutely. Most everyone in the tavern has been there for hours. Okay, I'm going to find the closest person and I'm going to go take their coat from them. Hey, hey, give me back my jacket. That, that's designer. I had that cut specially for me. What are you? Not you. <laughs> yeah, you can you can grab a cloak from from someone next next to you guys no problem they don't even stop you so i'll wrap this cloak around her shoulders and then i'll take the bottom and fold it back up and use the sides to somewhat vigorously probably too vigorously start to dry her hair so she pushes your hands away for a moment so she can actually speak she's caught her breath now she looks at uh, you rma and she says the children that live in the temple They're gone. I came back from my 
evening prayer rituals to check on them before they went to sleep. The storm was at such a fury, I thought that they would be scared. I entered their room, and it was empty. That is most peculiar. I, uh, I, I don't know where they would have gone in such weather. Did you see any tracks? Any, any, uh, any evidence of direction or, or reason for leaving? No one would have taken the children. They would not have left on their own volition. They know not to leave the temple. I did see a broken window. Well, we haven't seen any broken windows around here. But if we do see any other broken windows, signs of, of, of the, the same person repeating the same crime, we'll be sure to tell you. She gives Dane a look and just shakes her head annoyed. And she continues her story. I immediately left the temple and went around outside. I saw evidence of uh, broken branches of trees and bushes. I think the children were abducted. I'm leaning in close, just hanging on every word. Part of me hoping that, that there will be a, a good end to this story. We just haven't got to it yet. Verilux raises a hand and pats Aramie on the shoulder. I'm sorry, Aramie. I have nothing else to tell you. The, the children are gone. I know you're worried, and this storm has me worried as well, but I... I could not find them. I came here to search for help. Why didn't you say that first? Of course I will aid you, and so will my friends. Dane, Cassander, you will help us, won't you? Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Another round? Finish my beer. <laughs> now, Cassander. Can you put a lid on that? <laughs> Do you have a tray? Can I get a carrying tray? Verlux breathes a sigh of relief. Thank you. Thank you, uh, all of you. Thank you so much. Uh, I do not know what type of success we can have in the storm, but if we have any hope, we should start searching now. I uh, help Verlux to her feet, and then I look back at Dane and Cassander, just making sure that they're ready to come with us. Yeah, I'm I'm up. I'm ready to go. I, I have my uh, cloak up over my shoulders, and I'm looking out into the storm. Yep. I finish my drink, and I say, let's do this. Okay, so where do you want to start searching first? The priestess mentioned the broken branches. Should we start there, outside the window? I don't know. Professor, what do you think? I was thinking we would go to the temple first and see if we could find something that she may have missed. And then it's an excellent and plan. Then go and, from and, there. In her haste, I'm sure she may have. Yes. Missed, well, missed not even, not even haste. Her her uh, emotional state. Thought you were going to say her comely ways. Okay. <laughs> okay. So the the three of you are heading back to the temple. Yes. To uh, to investigate. All right. So Verilux leads the way. You are walking through uh, the town here on the reforged isles. It is not pitch black, but the storm has made the evening much darker than it normally is. The lights and lanterns and torches from the houses and shops are all muted in the darkness. The rain is just pelting down on the four of you as you're walking. The Sphinx was kind of off to one side of the town. The temple is 
a little bit off center and up towards the mountains. So it's kind of elevated and everyone in town can see it. So you are walking through the town. So you're, you're walking actually past Warhammer Bay at this point. You see with a illuminated by the lightning, you see the waves crashing up against the fallen statues of Invar and Kovar, uh, the two saints whose effigies have actually formed the bay that keeps the reforged isles in business. The ships are all battened down. Their their sails are all uh, furled against the storm. And you see dock workers running about trying to secure boxes and shipments and things like that. Uh, but you keep walking. Uh, just to jump in there, it would it would probably be mostly under my breath, but I do want to take a second as we're walking past the statues to uh, whisper a couple prayers, uh, one to Envar for mercy and shelter to the children, to make sure that they're okay, and then one to Kovar for strength of arms if I find the people that are responsible. Uh, go ahead and take a point of inspiration for that. Uh, the three of you, can, or I'm sorry, the four of you continue walking with... Verilux at the lead in just five to ten minutes you finish the walk through the town you get to the temple the temple is brightly lit even through the storm all of the torches and lanterns are are burning inside so that light is coming out uh, into the night Verilux enters and, and shakes the rain off her cloak and you see some of the other priestesses are running about they don't appear panicked but they are very much uh, and very clearly worried and they are searching the temple top to bottom every level looking for these children one of the priestesses walks over and uh, speaks to Verilux very quietly and she looks back at the three of you they have not yet been found they are clearly not in the temple anywhere now army you know exactly where the children where the children's rooms are because you grew up there. So it's not like you have to be told where to start looking. I'll make my way over to the far side where there's, it's not a secret alcove, but it's somewhat, uh, if you don't know it's there, you might walk past it. And that's where the stairs that lead uh, up to the uh, next level where the kids' rooms are. And I'm just sort of waving Dane and Cassander to follow. So Dane and Cassander, neither of you has ever been in the depths of the temple, you, you've been around it. You've been in some of the main public areas. Uh, but where Army is taking you is actually uh, somewhere that is normally off limits to anyone who is not a priestess or working for the temple. Okay. Uh, we will fo- I will follow. Yeah. I try to keep my smarmy remarks to a minimum. Uh, so you quickly get to the room where the children lived. This is a large room in the back end of the temple. You enter and you see that there were six cots laid out along one wall. There were a few small trunks for their clothing and personal items. Uh, On the far wall is a fireplace, a very large fireplace that is still burning. And uh, across from the beds, you see that there is a, there are several windows 
leading out, one of them appears broken. You also see, at just a glance, everything in the room has been ransacked. The cots are overturned, blankets are on the ground, the trunks have been tipped over, the clothing and possessions uh, have been scattered about. Army, you rush immediately into the room and start looking around. Yes. Dane, the first thing that catches your attention, because you had hung back a little bit, the door, the handles, the locks, completely intact. You cannot see any evidence of tampering at all. Interesting, interesting. Uh, so they must have been looking for something, Dane says. Is the glass on the uh, inside or the outside of the room, the house, the temple? There is some glass on the floor. Why don't you give me an investigation check? Ooh, 19 on the die. Uh, that's going to be 21. Okay, you see the glass on the floor, and you immediately calculate that... There should be more glass. Interesting. So you make the logical guess that it is outside. Oh. I uh, remark to the professor. I I say, Professor, it looks like they broke uh, this window out. Whoever was in here looking for something. Maybe they were uh, let in or they had a key. What do you think? Um, I am going to kind of... Look at the pieces of glass and the uh, shattering. What sort of information are you trying to gather? Or what specifically are you trying to figure out? I'm trying to figure out basically what was used to do this. To try to figure out, you know, would, would the kids even have this? Or was it some sort of weapon or something that someone else has or is known for? Okay, yeah, give me a roll. <laughs> 20... <laughs> Ooh. Wow. Plus two is 22. Okay. So Cassander starts looking around the room, uh, specifically what Dane had drawn his attention to. And you notice, you notice almost immediately that there is some sort of residue along the broken panes of glass and on the windowsill. And you get a little bit closer and you look at it and you realize that this is some sort of burned up or destroyed spell component. Well, it seems that there was some sort of magic used to uh, to destroy this uh, window. Were the children in uh, some sort of arcana um, training? Uh, Verilux, who has been standing at the door watching the three of you investigate, she shakes her head. No, these were simply the young children, the wards of the temple. They had no one else to care for them. They were too young to learn any sort of magic yet, and uh, they would have been raised in the divine power of our patron saints. They would not have learned any uh, arcane magic. While they're conducting their investigation, Army is going to make her way over to the fireplace. Is there any other light in the room right now or just this fireplace? At this point, no. I will send uh, a couple of the men or women who are there with us to go fetch some lanterns. And when they return, I'll have them lit. And once they're lit, I'm going to douse the fire 
there's having grown up here, I know that there is a loose brick in the fireplace and that uh, some of the kids across the years have used it to hide little knickknacks and trinkets, just things that they wanted to have to feel special for having. And I just want to check it to see if there's anything in there that might give us some indication about what's going on. Uh, so I'm going to reach up and grab the rock. It's probably still super hot because the fire just got put out. So I'm sure I'm burning the crap out of my hands when I do this. Uh, so when Arami reaches up there, you do feel a few things in there and you pull them out. But it is the same type of things you would have hidden there as a child. So there is a little fragment of uh, a piece of wood that is kind of halfway being whittled into a shape, but you can't really figure out what it is yet. Because th- these kids are all like five or six. They're, they're very young. They, they're they not really good at anything yet. There is a, uh, there are a few sea stones that have been worn down uh, through the ocean waves. There's some shells. Uh, there is a, little scroll of paper that has someone's kind of scribbled notes on it. Uh, but there's nothing particular to what is happening this evening. Okay. Well, I'll put everything back, replace the stone. And then while I'm here, I'll just take a moment to poke through the ashes of the fire. Look, look in there. No. Okay. So I did grow up in this room. So I kind of want to take a step back now and just look at the whole room at one time. Is anything out of place yes over on the far end of the room basically the doors opened kind of in the middle of one wall over to the left was the fireplace which is where you are now across from that door uh, is the back wall where the windows are that's being investigated so to the right of the door all the way across the room is a large wardrobe of sorts a a big kind of closet thing and this is something that some of the children's supplies were kept there if they were too big to be kept in the trunks there were some scrolls and books kept there for lessons Uh, some of the cleaning supplies were kept there because the children would have to sweep up their room and put stuff away things like that you know from your time there that the wardrobe was always back against the wall always closed it was just kind of one of the rules of the temple the wardrobe's always closed unless you're getting something out of it and then you immediately put it away and close it again just kind of a way to teach kids how to follow the rules not only is the wardrobe open but it is pulled out from the wall a little bit So after a moment, I'll manage to get Dane and Cassandra to look at me, and then I'll look over at the wardrobe and kind of nod my head at it, and then I'll whisper to them, that's not supposed to be there. Interesting. Is is it from another room? No, it's just, it's moved. My my hand on a dagger, I will peek against the wall where it's pulled out from. Is there a secret passage back there? There is not a secret passage, but... Looking at the back of the wardrobe, you can see a large rectangular area that is discolored. And staring at it for a second, you realize that it's the discoloration 
of the wall when you've taken a poster off that's been there for mm. way too long. So so somebody take a, like an eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper that was glued to the back of the wardrobe, like the maker's mark or whatever, they tore it off finally? Basically, yeah. And uh, when Dane is looking around, Dane can see that uh, in, on the bottom corner of this discolored area, there's actually a little metallic tack and a scrap of parchment that is still there. So whatever was there has been ripped away. I say, oh, oh dear, they've removed the label. That's never supposed to be removed. The the goblins, the goblins that punish those who do that to, to mattresses and wardrobes have come for them. And I uh, will very carefully take that leftover scrap of paper and inspect it while I hope the professor finds something more interesting maybe in the wardrobe. Let's see. So we find that. Um, I'm going to... There's nothing on the wall that's that's different or or... Nope, nothing on the wall that is different. What about under the wardrobe? Or does it go totally to the floor? There's no legs? No, it, it is raised up on legs. What you see when you look underneath it, you see some dust and dirt. The kids weren't really that clean. Uh, they have a, a habit of sweeping things under the bigger things. Gotcha. But you do see... Some of the dust and dirt appears to be a little bit damp. Under the wardrobe? Under the wardrobe, yes. Is, is the wardrobe itself full of water balloons? No, it's not. Cheap, leaky ones? What, what is it full of? In fact, uh, perhaps more importantly, what's missing from the wardrobe? It's open. That presumes, I presume someone took something out of it. Can we identify what's missing? Well, if you open the wardrobe a little bit more and look through what's in there... Nothing jumps out at you as missing. There's not an empty drawer or an empty space, but all the edges of the drawers towards the bottom have a little bit of dampness on them as well. Okay. Uh, I, I smell my fingers after I've touched the damp. Does it smell like uh, sort of a burning alcohol accelerant? No. Does it smell like salt water? It smells like rainwater. Did somebody move this chest of drawers from in outside recently? Is, is this a line the witch in the wardrobe moment? I get inside the wardrobe and close the door. <laughs> you, are, you are sitting inside a wardrobe. Then I open the door. If, if I open the door afterward, am I now in rainy Narnia outside somewhere? No. Okay, then I just tell everyone that I needed a moment and close the door again. Come back to me. But as you... Open the door again for the second time and go to hop out of the wardrobe. Your feet actually land on the bottom drawer first before they hit the ground. And you stop for a second and you look over and you realize that the drawers are kind of pulled out leading up to the broken window. Oh. The kids kidnapped themselves, I conclude. I will look out the window and then look down. Is there any kids out there? There are no kids out there, but there is a very large, muddy patch. Uh, it's still pouring down rain, but this part of the ground is very uh, smashed and stomped down as if someone was standing there. But there's no one there now. Well, uh, I, I think we've exhausted all the resources we can find here. 
I, I believe our next step is is to try and follow the tracks of the children. If, if, if they're all individually walking on foot, they're probably clumsily leaving significant tracks that we can follow unless they're concealed by some sort of magical skullduggery. Army will jump out the window. <laughs> After she jumps out the window, I look at Dane and say, I think that magic is called the thunderstorm. Right. See, I don't know. Finding lost things is kind of your department. I, I, I just, you know, lie about them afterward. Yeah, you you just make them lost. Go get your friend. She just hopped out the window. All right, I'm I'm thinking front door. You thinking front door? No, I'm thinking you're going out the window. There's shards of glass on that. I'm I'm gonna cut myself bad. You you don't want me bleeding out here, spoiling a perfectly good crime scene. You know we don't even know if my blood is blue or pink yet. I I don't want to establish that while uh, getting down to zero hit points in the middle of a mystery investigation. That'd be really embarrassing. You first. <laughs> I hop out the window. <laughs> I regrettably follow. Michael, did Arami move after she jumped out the window? No. <laughs> okay, then Dan and Cassander jump onto Arami. And we have hit three stooges. It took us two episodes, but we are there. I'm guessing Dane is Mo. That means Cassander. Boink! Or yep, I was going to say chef guy, eh? <laughs> All right. So you guys three suit your way out of the temple. <laughs> uh, we're looking for tracks. Do we find it? I think, uh, I think Verilux kind of looks out the window and goes, what the hell is... What she actually says is now that we've got these numbnuts out of the way, we can bring in the actual investigators. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that, this is what happens when you stagger into the local bar and accept the first volunteers that come along. Yeah, especially ones that ordered a round of drinks mid-description mid of problem. You look back into the temple, you see the main doors open, a tall blonde gentleman, a, a shaggy fellow in a green shirt, two <laughs> girls and a dog enter. We're saved! Like, like Zoinks! Like we heard Zoinks some man. kids when missing man it's a race guys we can't lose yet another Ooh. investigation to the other group <laughs> Ooh, we find us some uh, some dwarfy kids stay in their mystery boat have me really jealous i want our own boat why do you think i stole that fishing boat come on daphne i think the kids went over here into this private bedroom no okay fred <laughs> let's go investigate no one else come with us. <laughs> I think the kids are in my pants. Oh, God. Delightful. Wow. Okay, so <laughs> once Dane and Cassandra roll off of me, Army will stay on the ground in the mud. And from this new vantage point, I will look around and see if I can see anything that looks interesting. Okay, so uh, with the three of you on the ground getting yourselves sorted... Luckily, it was not too high off the ground, and you managed to untangle yourselves pretty easily. You can see a clear path through the underbrush. The ground is very muddy, and even though it is pouring down rain, the trees are keeping a lot of it off the actual ground. So you see these tracks. Uh, you see the water kind of running through them in this new path. And uh, the path is heading away from the temple and away from the town itself towards the mountain. Yes, we all we all race to to beat the other mystery team. Yep. 
And let's start with a round of perception checks from everybody. Mm, perception, that's something I'm great at. 19 minus 1 is 18. I got a 10 on the die, plus my awesome perception bonus of 2 is 12. 14 plus 2 is 16. Okay, so Arami, as you are leading this charge of investigators into the jungle, you see in a flash of lightning a figure about 60 feet ahead of you. Does it look like a child? Uh, no, it looks like a, a regular adult. Uh, but the figure is running away at a pretty rapid pace. Cassander, at the same time, you look at the ground and you realize that there's actually a set of tracks following along in this same new path that you're following, but these tracks actually appear to be uh, heavier and a little bit more well-formed. You kind of guess that the this looks like they might be tracks from a, a grown-up or an adult. I am going to pull my cudgel and start chasing after this figure. Uh-oh. All right, so Arami has just dashed off into the woods, into the storm. What are the uh, what are the other two of you guys doing? Wait, wait, what's going on? I I was busy making sure my outfit looked good. I I I ready my weapon and I run after and I go Arami. Oh, this again. All right, I'll take up the rear. Arami, what's going on? I was busy making my outfit look good. <laughs> Okay, so this is going to be a, a chase through the jungle and the storm. Why don't we actually make some initiative checks here so that we can go in turn order? I got a nat 20 plus one is a 21. Oh, wow. Whoa, killing it tonight. I got a 21 as well, except I rolled a 19. I got a 7 on the die. Plus 4 is 11. So the person with the worst dexterity is going first. Everybody loves that flat D20 probability. Uniform random. Okay, so, uh, Michael, Arami is at the lead here, running into the woods. She has seen this figure. She is chasing after it. Suddenly, there is a, uh, a loud crack of thunder, and a tree uh, to your right uh, snaps and comes crashing to the ground in front of you. Uh, now you are able to jump backwards easily enough, but you, you realize in this moment that the storm seems to be a little bit more dangerous than you might have originally realized. Rather than jumping backwards, I'm actually going to try to dart forward and get past it before it would fall. Oh, sure. Uh, give me a... We'll make that athletics to jump forward in time. Okay. All you need to go forward in time is an athletics check? That's amazing. I've been doing things wrong my whole life. All right, I got a 15 plus 5 is 20. Yes, absolutely. You're so athletic. Sorry, that's an 18. I don't get plus 2 because I'm not proficient in athletics. So, an 18. You're not? No. Okay. So, yeah, that that's still... Uh, that's still plenty fine to beat the DC. 
So Army whispers another prayer to Envar. Uh, you know, I believe that I'm on a holy mission here to save these children, and uh, that gives me the strength to dash forward even faster so that the tree falls behind me. Yeah, that absolutely is exactly what happens. Dane and Cassander, you pull up short as you see this uh, not massive, but still large tree smash to the ground right in front of you, and Army has just dashed past it and avoided getting smushed. For a second, it probably looks like I did get smushed, actually. And then your head just kind of pops out. I'm glad I didn't put any money on this race. Okay, uh, Matt, what is Cassander doing? Well, he doesn't see Army there, so he's probably going to press on. Do I need to make a uh, check to jump over this fallen tree, or can I just zip on through? Uh, No, you can scramble over the tree easily enough. Uh, You see that Army has survived, and she is still running ahead of you. But uh, the area you're in is really, really muddy and your feet actually kind of get stuck a little bit it's like the the ground is so wet it's sucking down at your boots so how will you get out of this mire and continue forward i would like to uh take an athletics check sure that works right athletics yeah that's fine good job pick the thing you have nothing in how about acrobatics uh, yeah, why not? Let's go for it. All right. It doesn't matter. I rolled garbage anyway. Uh, seven plus two is nine. Okay, so you're going to fail. Yes. I, I'm going to say that acrobatically, you probably tried to jump over the tree. Yeah. And then Sound- your foot caught. Yep. And you landed smack in the ground. That sounds perfect. I uh, bend over to give the professor a hand. Geez, you need a uh, little bit of training there. You know, exercise does everyone some good. I, I, I can I can show you a thing or two at some point. Help them up a little. Here, uh, this is how it's done. And I just take my time going over the log rather than try and do it in a rush and get my ass handed to me. I managed to keep my clothes clean, too. It wastes a little bit of time, but that's okay. I don't have to be faster than the kidnappers. I just have to be fast enough to hear them screaming as army beats them to a bloody pulp. Okay, so Dane very easily climbs over the fallen tree. You help Cassander to his feet, and you can proceed on without trouble. Michael, army is still running down the path. You can still see the figure ahead of you. However, the rain is getting much, much worse. It's almost like it's intensifying a little bit as you're out here running, and it's getting much harder to see. So how will you uh, continue to follow this path? Much like my faith, blindly. So you're just running straight ahead no matter what? Pretty much. You're just flat out running. Okay. You're hoping to outrun the decay of the trail? Okay, so let's come back to Cassander here. Dane has just helped you over the tree. Yes. Uh, You hear... Army crashing through the jungle ahead of you. Yes. And in a uh, in the illumination of the lightning, you see that the path you were following has curved off to the right, but she is very clearly running the wrong direction. She's just barreling straight into the woods. Oh, jeez. 
I feel like I want to yell to her, but but go in the right direction. But I feel like I also know Army, and she's not going to hear me anyway. <sighs> Shiza. I am going to... Go after the kids. <laughs> go after the kids. All right. Dane, we're going to yell for Army, but we're going to get these kids. Sounds so, good. On the count of three, we yell. I'm going to follow the trail for the kids, but I'm going to be... I'm going to send Shrike, my familiar, to go get Army. Boom! Brilliant. He is a hawk, so his night vision isn't the best. But I'm not having him track a killer. I'm having him track a bumbling dwarf in the dark. So I imagine he'll be able to do that. Yeah, uh, Shrike has uh, a pretty good chance of finding Army. So, uh, Cassandra and Dane, you are continuing down following the original tracks, correct? Yes. Okay, so you get over a little more ways through the jungle, and you see that the tracks are actually entering a cave. Army, you are barreling through the jungle, and you suddenly feel a not sharp peck at your shoulders, but you feel something like brushing against you to get your attention. And it continues it continues to do so until you acknowledge it. Can I still see the trail? No. Army will slow up just long enough to swat an arm at whatever this is to try to get it to go away as I frantically look for the trail again. So you, you swat your hand backwards and you feel uh, the, the rush of wind as the, the wings beat down and, and dodge out of the way. And, and you see that uh, Cassander's hawk is flapping around uh, in, the, in the rain. Get away from me, you stupid bird, and I'm going to swat at it. So the, the hawk kind of swipes its talons at your arm that's outstretched, not to hurt you, but just to get your attention, and then flies back the way you came a little bit and lands on a tree. So am I able to pick the trail back up? Like, do I have any idea where I am? Uh, you are not sure whatsoever. You lost sight of it while you were running. You're just in the woods right now, in the jungle. Well, I, I don't exactly know what a familiar is, but I know this bird, and I know Cassander, and it's really smart, and if it's doing this, there's probably a reason so I'm starting to kind of calm down a little bit, and uh, but I, I don't feel comfortable just completely abandoning this path. So I want to mark a tree or look for a distinctive rock or something in case I need to come back. Yeah, here. absolutely. You can make a couple marks in a tree that are easy enough to find again. Fine, you stupid bird. Lead me on. So the uh, the bird will actually uh, bring you back to the the path that you were on before and lead you down the other direction. And after a minute, you can see that Dane and Cassander are in front of you, uh, and they are in front of a cave. Ha, huh, good, Aramie. You made it. We, we decided that the cave probably only had one entrance, and so instead of going there alone without you, we, we, we knew this is really your calling. And, you know, we, we, we wanted to make sure that you didn't miss it. That's, yeah, that's, that's why we're standing out here. I like to think there's just like a big glob of mud and branches and twigs, almost like a bird's nest just stuck in my hair right now. Maybe a little one, sure. All right. 
What are we waiting for? And I will duck and go into the cave. I'll follow. I also will go into the cave. Okay, so the three of you enter this cave. You can hear the sound of the rain outside still pelting down. You can hear thunder, but it is all now muffled through the rock. Uh, The cave itself is pitch black. There's no light anywhere. What do you guys do? I can see in the dark, so I'm just looking for signs of passage, like footprints or some sort of disturbance to let us know which way to go. I I have uh, terrible night blindness, given that my eyes are blue. And so I will light my trusty spotting lantern and, uh, you know, stopping and to fiddle around with it, I'm sure, puts me in the, in the back of the party, but that's okay. I will also use my uh, night vision of sorts and uh, take a look around for more clues. Okay, so the three of you are standing in this cave. It's, it's pretty small, but there's enough room for all of you to stand there comfortably. You're not crammed next to each other. The... The roof of the cave is a little ways above your heads. You can see that there is a left and a right ahead of you. So there's not even a a path out of this cave. There's simply an opening to the left and an opening to the right. Everyone give me investigation. Two plus zero. Hurdle. Two. Nine plus my... uh... I thought my int modifier was plus two, but it's plus zero, so that's nine total. Twelve plus three is fifteen. What do you say, Professor? Okay, uh, Matthew, Cassander can look down at the ground. You definitely see tracks. Okay. And you see tracks going both to the right and the <laughs> left. <laughs> oh, great. And I can't discern between the tracks. Like, one is not the tiny, cute barefoot dwarf footprints and one isn't a big goblin with cannibalistic tendency footprints, right? You know, you you sent away for that mail order footprint course and it just never came. And that hasn't come back. It hasn't come in yet. Yeah, I know. The ocean, you know. Mail service isn't what it used to be. And there's no... uh, I'm gonna go to the left. Uh... Professor, is the left the way you're supposed to go? Yep, we're going this way. All right, I'm going to the left too. No reason to split the party. As far as I can tell. Okay, so you head off to the left, and you are walking down this hall. Suddenly, though, something does not feel quite right to you guys, and you all get a little bit dizzy and disoriented give me a wisdom save this is probably not going to go well for me you think yeah could be worse 14 minus 1 18 plus 2 is 20 big bucks no whammies 19 on the die plus 2 is 21 okay so you all take a second and recover without trouble you're looking around and you realize that the reason you suddenly felt kind of dizzy and disconcerted it's like the the cave you were in is suddenly tipped on its side so the what you thought was the floor has kind of shifted a little bit and is over on your left 
not like it's the wall, but it's kind of at this weird catty corner angle. So for, for some reason, this room is shifted. And as you walked in, your sense of balance and direction was just thrown off. But you were able to, to rate yourself pretty easily. What foul sorcery is this? It's like a fun house, but I bet it's not so fun for those little kids. And the, uh, the room continues ahead of you about 40 feet or so. Push on. Yep, push on. Okay, the tunnel you are in empties into a room, and this room is not a cave at all. This appears to be the inside of a building, but the whole thing is tipped on its side. So what was the floor is now the wall. Uh, The ceiling is over uh, to your right as another wall. This appears to be a very old, old building. It's like a, a room had been ripped out and just slammed into the ground. So this isn't like a magical vertigo. This is reality. The, the building is actually turned sideways? It appears to be, yes. Was this building made of stone or wood? Dwarven construction? Uh, it's made of stone. Uh, you are... Uh, you are walking on what probably was the wall at one point. So you see big, giant blocks of stone fitted together, and you see actually slits in the ground, which was the wall, which would have been like arrow slits to shoot through. Interesting. So it was some sort of defensive structure or defensible structure. Uh, yes, it, it does appear to be dwarven construction, and it does appear to be something that was maybe part of a, a fortress or um, a watch post or something like that. Uh, and it doesn't look familiar to any of us. Why don't we have some history checks? Yeah, that's about as good as you would have expected. 19 plus 2, 21. I'm trained in history. I don't remember why. I think it's because of my background. Noble, yeah. I have to be trained in history. 13 plus 3 is 16. Okay, so Dane and Cassander, as you two are looking around, you recognize this as an ancient dwarven construction that was very clearly used in times of war in defensive structures. Uh, What you are standing in seems like it was a, a a chunk of a tower that is now underground and tipped on its side. The the, the cave that, that we went through, did it look like the cave had, had uh, encountered a recent change or shift? Has this tower been recently revealed? Or do you think we, nobody's just been up this cave before and we haven't found it? Well, you could certainly take some time to investigate that if you wanted to. Well, Aramie is not going to let me do that, so... There we are. And while you three are looking around, kind of trying to figure out what's happening, you are suddenly aware of a chittering sound surrounding you. And you look up and you see that there are uh, these small bug creatures filling the room from... Both 
the direction you came from and the direction you are headed. They are swarming into the room from both sides. They look like very big beetles, but they also have way too many legs. They've got big, giant mandibles that are snapping open and shut as they come towards you. Uh, They've got some sort of shiny shell uh, that reflects in the torchlight of, uh, or the lamplight of what Dane is carrying. And you just hear this of all these legs just swarming towards you. Okay, so I'm going to pull out some hard tack from my belt and I'll crumble a little bit between my fingers and then kind of hold it out and go, wow. While they eat army, I say we dash ahead and uh, find the kids. You know what, Michael? If you want to make an animal handling check, I will let you. Thanks for listening to the RPG Academy podcast, the flagship program of the RPG Academy network. If you enjoy what we do here, then please check out the RPGacademy.com and visit our site partners for additional entertainment and gaming advice. We do this out of love for the hobby and for you, our fans. The podcast and site content will always be free for you to enjoy and utilize. But we do have expenses related to the show. If you'd like to help out in any way, please visit patreon.com slash Academy and check out the rewards we are providing for your monthly pledges. We use all funds that come in to improve the show and give you better content and quality. And if you don't have the coin to spend, don't worry. You can still help us out in many ways. You can subscribe to our show on iTunes and or Stitcher Radio. You can leave us a five-star review. Also, if you clear your cookies and you visit Amazon or the DriveThruRPG site through our portal, we get a small percentage of what you pay, and it doesn't cost you anything extra. Just like any RPG, our site works best with open lines of communication. We love talking with our listeners about everything. Please contact us with any questions, concerns, and comments that you have. We also love to hear feedback and experiences from your own games. You can email us via podcast at therpgacademy.com and reach us on social media, such as Facebook and Google Plus at the RPG Academy. But Twitter is usually the fastest way to reach us. You can find my favorite co-host, the Caleb G, at the Caleb G. And you can find my favorite co-host, Michael, at the RPG Academy. Thanks for listening. And as always, if you're having fun, You're doing it right.